Buy low, sell high. Very easy to say, but not always so easy to do. For example, high interest rates are hurting the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices in a lot of markets are falling, even for many of the best assets. So it's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com pockets, fundrise.com pockets. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. You ever feel like your vacation rental since empty too often? Missing out on potential income? Look, you're not alone. Many property owners struggle with underperforming bookings and the complexities of property management. But here's some good news. Vacasa outperforms other property managers in 92% of the markets they operate. They've helped homeowners like you increase their bookings by an average of 24%, turning those empty days into profitable opportunities. Want to see what your earnings could look like with Vacasa? Visit biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, and get a free personalized income estimate today. That's biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. Hey, everyone. This is Dave coming at you with another bonus episode. Just a few weeks ago, we released our first bonus episode, and it got such great feedback, we decided to do it again. In this episode, I got together with Henry, Jamil, Kathy, and James to talk about whether or not you should still be considering investing in real estate, even with today's crazy market. We were actually just intending to make this as a YouTube video, but it was so good, we had so much fun, and there was so much value created, we decided to throw it up on the podcast feed so you could all hear it here. That said, if you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, you should definitely check it out because we are putting out a lot of content really regularly that doesn't make it here to the podcast channel. We can't get everything out on a podcast, so there's a lot more content there on YouTube, and it's a great opportunity for you to learn more from me and the rest of the crew. But for now, please enjoy this bonus episode, and as always, we'd love to hear what you think. This is On the Market, a Bigger Pockets podcast presented by Fundrise. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Dave Meyer, and I am here today to talk about a super important topic whether or not 2022 is a good time to invest in real estate. 
Believe me, I know there is so much conflicting and confusing economic information. So I brought my friends from the On The Market podcast. We got Henry Washington, Jamil Damji, and James Daynard joining me today to talk about what they are doing to invest in real estate and how you can jump into this market. Yes, you can do it even in this crazy market. In addition to all the insights the panelists are about to share with you, we also have a ton of Easter eggs and free giveaways because we just felt like it, honestly, and we have some amazing things to give away to you. You can go to biggerpockets.com slash data drop and download all of the rent data that I've amassed for the top markets in 2022. In the episode, we give away Jamil's tricks to underwriting. I built a house hacking calculator that you're getting for free. All of the links are below. You can download them all 100% for free, commitment free on biggerpockets.com. So absolutely go do that. There's no reason not to. And with that, let's jump into our question of the day, whether or not you should invest in 2022. Remember when you had to pay to get a Leeds phone number? It was like the dark ages until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do not call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com slash BP. I'm curious, have you been struggling to keep your vacation rental booked? I totally get it. It's tough to manage and keep filled. But we found something that really works. It's called Vacasa. They've seriously changed the game for a lot of the BP audience. In almost every market they're in, Vacasa manages to fill up the calendar more than anyone else. And get this, the average Vacasa user sees about 24% more bookings than with other managers. That's a lot of extra income. Curious to see what you could be earning? You can get a personalized income estimate right there. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what Vacasa can do for you. Check out biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes. But how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 Exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com. Or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. What's going on, everyone? This is Dave Meyer, your host for today's panel conversation about whether or not 
right now in this crazy, hectic market we see in 2022, if it is still a good time to invest. And to have this conversation, I have brought my friends from the On The Market podcast. We have Jamil Damji, master flipper and wholesale coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. Then we have Henry Washington, buy and hold and short-term rental investor from Northwest Arkansas. And James Daynard, the certified deal junkie from Seattle, Washington. Thank you all so much for being here. Before we get your takes on whether or not you are investing right now and whether you think the rest of our audience should be investing right now, I want to just give a summary of what's going on. We are recording this in pretty much the middle of 2022. And since the beginning of the year, the housing market has changed pretty fundamentally, at least in my mind. When we started the beginning of this year, we had interest rates that were about 3.1%, which is close to the lowest it's ever been. Now, as of this recording, it's above 6%, so they've nearly doubled. At the same time, we are seeing that housing prices are still going up. They're up about 15% year over year as of May, which is not as high as it was last year, but is still ridiculous by historical standards. Inflation is running hot at about 8.4%. Inventory is still extremely low, but starting to tick up. And of course, many are calling for a recession. So I think it's reasonable that a lot of people are wondering, is now a good time to invest in real estate? Just quickly, yes or no, Jamil, is this a good time to invest in real estate? And why do you think so? Absolutely. And I think it's a great time because you can actually get out there and get some deals. So if you stick to the fundamentals of understanding your numbers. Sellers are having conversations they were not having months ago. They are ready to deal. They are ready to take haircuts on their numbers. You can get out there and snag up some amazing opportunities. Get at it. I love that because that is super contradictory to what we hear a lot in the overall narrative about investing right now, but it sounds like you're finding good deals. We'll jump into that in a little bit, but Henry, what do you think? Yes or no? Good time to invest. Yes, absolutely. Real estate's cyclical. It's either going to be hard to find deals and easy to get money or hard to get money and easy to find deals. So uh, that's that's how the market works. So jump in in either one of those scenarios. You're, there's always going to be a challenge no matter what the market's doing. It's about figuring out how to overcome that challenge in the best way that fits your financial situation. I love that. All right, James. Are you going to be a contrarian here? Or you also think it's a good time to invest? Yeah, it's, it's always a good time to invest. Scared money doesn't make money. Amen, bro. And it, at, at any time, you need to be ready, or at least for me, I'm always buying, right? And it's just about adjusting my numbers and changing things, but I'm always a buyer in any type of market. It's just a matter of what kind of deals are coming my way. And like Jamil said, they are coming. We are seeing them rapidly coming our way. All right, let's jump into that idea that there are more deals. Jamil, you mentioned that sellers are now having conversations that they weren't just a few months ago. Can you tell us a little more about that? Absolutely. So in Phoenix, Arizona, for instance, in the last, say, six months, if I was trying to buy something at even 70% of ARV, I was having a really difficult time. I'd been adjusting my numbers up and up. And the fix and flip rehabbers have been doing the same thing over here as well. We were buying speculatively. It was it was starting to get pretty scary, to be honest with you. And and we were looking at our projects and we'd done great on them. But we thought, man, you know, when we bought this deal, we really were underwater the day we closed. 
Now we're back to the fundamentals. I've been having conversations with real estate agents who are representing sellers right now who haven't been able to move their property. And I'm getting discounts of 150,000 or more from what their original asking price was just because they didn't time the market right. So these conversations are happening. They're happening every single day. My team is cleaning up. That's really encouraging to hear. And I want to just reiterate for everyone listening and watching this that we, Jamil is not saying he's going on the MLS and just buying something that is at list price. He's able to negotiate with sellers because the dynamics of the market have shifted. And, you know, six months ago, a year ago, it was probably the strongest seller's market ever, probably. And I think sellers are starting to see that the, the, the scales are tipping a little bit more in buyer's favor. And in these transitionary periods, it is can be an opportunity to buy. James, I know that's something you always talk about is looking for opportunities in these transitionary periods. I, I, you um, are a buy and hold investor. I know Jamil, we might have convinced him to do his first buy and hold the other day, but closing July 11th. <laughs> are you seeing are you seeing uh, the same kind of dynamics in the buy and hold market as well as in the flipping and wholesaling market? Yeah, we're seeing things across the board kind of bad. it's kind of amazing because everyone keeps talking about like, hey, rates are so high, you can't make anything pencil. And that is just not true. We looked at four deals on market on Monday that all cash flowed above 10 percent. Uh, 10% cash on cash returns at 30% discounts and really good burr opportunities. And we're definitely seeing that things are balancing out now to where you can look at a property and go, okay, does the math work or not? And then you get the time to kind of evaluate it correctly. And then you can kind of write your offer accordingly. But I mean, the market is definitely balancing out and it is making for great opportunities. Um, you know, and that's why we're just changing numbers around. We have lots of people reaching out to us on a daily basis right now. Like, hey, what will you pay? And, you know, we're, we're giving them the numbers. They might not be happy with them, but people are definitely starting to play ball. That's really interesting. I hadn't even thought about the fact that lower competition in the market right now means that you have more time to underwrite your deals and you can actually sit and think about something probably for the first time in two straight years. I mean, the, everything was going in four or five days before, right? So now you can actually have some time. Yeah. Before you start throwing out hundreds of thousands of dollars, you actually can think about it for a second. The last like 12 months was like, okay, cool. I'll buy it. Here's a half million dollars. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> so it is, it is a benefit to investors to be able to have some time to think about this. Now I'm sure there are people watching this thinking these are three successful investors with sophisticated marketing apparatus, great deal flow, and they're biased, right? Because you all like real estate investing. That's your business. Henry, what do you say to that? Do you think there is some validity to the fact that we are all biased and how do you how do you respond to something like that i mean i think the bias comes from the success and not just success but like life changing success that we've seen and how this vehicle has not only provided us a return on our investment but provided us the ability to be good stewards of other people right we spent the first we spent the first, you know, uh, half hour before we started recording talking about, you know, something really kind James was able to do with some money that he made. Right. And so um, the bias comes from us understanding how powerful of a tool this is to change people's not just their lives, but their family tree. Right. It's it's a generational wealth building tool. And uh, and so I say that if we are biased, that should excite you. 
<laughs> because we are biased because it's such an amazing vehicle, right? You look at the stock market and you think about you're building, you know, you're building wealth, you're generating some income, right? And it's it's more just like thinking about individually what that can do. Real estate gives you that and the ability to be a blessing beyond just you because of the abundance it can provide. And so, yeah, if we sound biased, we probably are, but that should be super exciting to you because we just want you to to be able to experience some of the amazing things that this this tool provides. You know, a lot of people ask me and they, you know, they say you're biased or there's there people feel that there's fear. Basically, they they're thinking that there is going to be a market correction seems to be the idea that you know, people in the real estate space are deliberately or are blindly ignoring the fact that there is going to be a market correction. And the only true answer is no one really knows what's going to happen. I certainly have my opinion. I think I know you all have your opinions about what's going to happen. But there is a genuine fear that people don't want to buy at the top of the market. And I think even people who invest want to invest in real estate or like bought into the idea long term of investing in real estate say like, why would I buy right now? Interest rates are high and the market could correct. So Jamel, I'm curious, how do you handle that sort of fear and how do you, you know, counsel other real estate investors to managing that? Well, you know, that fear always exists, right? I've been hearing people tell me that the market was at its peak so many times on the ride up. And and look, I can absolutely say that we've hit a threshold, right? We've hit a threshold of affordability, we've hit a threshold of interest rates. Like we're in a we're in an interesting spot. At the same time, I believe that when you're looking at real estate and you're looking at it over time, we've we've genuine we've we've gone up. We we always go up, right? And even you even though you get these little blips where values can decrease, you got to look at the use case. Like what are you doing with the property? And my friend Pace Morby has this saying and I love it. It rhymes. He says the equity comes, equity goes, but the cash will always flow. So if you're looking at a deal and if you're if you're looking at it from a short-term perspective and you might lose a little bit of money in equity, well, are you still making money in cash flow and you're really only losing anything if you sell at this time, right? So I'm about to make a purchase for $12.5 million on a multifamily building. I was talking to James before we started the show today and, and does it make me nervous? Absolutely, guys. It, it for sure makes me nervous, but I have a plan. And I know the fundamentals of what I'm doing. I love the location of the property. There's an absolute opportunity for me to increase rents. I'm going to depreciate a lot of my income. So I'm going to save money on taxes. This makes financial sense. I'm using the fundamentals of real estate to increase my wealth. In a hot market, in a not so hot, hot market, I'm still making money. One more thing. Yesterday, I was able to trade a $25,000 assignment fee. In this crazy market where all this fear is, everybody's talking about, oh my God, this and that. Well, what about the $25,000 that I made yesterday? Is that biased or is that actual money? That's money. So if you understand how to do this and how to make proper moves, and if you've got the liquidity partners, you've got the buyers ready, you've got sellers ready to have conversations with you, you can always make money. That's great advice. And obviously, it really just depends on the strategy. And there's so many different ways you have to operate differently in each type of market. You said something, Jamil, that uh, you used Pace's rhyme, and it always, uh, you said that the cash will always flow. James, 
you often hear, and you know, there are fears of recession. I saw something recently where Bloomberg said that the risk of recession is about 75% right now. In my experience, I haven't seen rent go down even in recessions. And, you know, I haven't lived through as many as other investors have, but, you know, you can look at the data for this and see that it hasn't. Are you afraid that rent is going to go down if there is a recession? And if so, how do you mitigate that possibility in your own investing? So, you know, I think it depends on the market that you're in. Some some markets are definitely really elevated. You know, people living in like secondary home areas that moved out for pandemic reasons. I do think those rents are going to come down. I mean, those are pretty juiced up right now. How we do it is we focus on where the money is and the jobs are. And we've always had good success. Even back in 2008, when the market crashed, I didn't see a lot of rent drop. It was they, they actually stayed very stable. The, the big difference was it took 60 to 90 days to fill rather than a week or two. And it was just a longer it was just a longer time to fill up your units. But we didn't see a lot of rent drop. So, you know, things that we're looking at is where, you know, like right now we just wrote an offer on a 90 unit building up in Everett, Washington. But it's downtown. It's next to the jobs. Uh, it's still very affordable, like our average rent or unit per rent or, or ever. It's like a dollar seventy five a foot that we're performing in and out. And so we're kind of staying where the affordabilities are. And then we're also looking at staying away from different types. Like I wouldn't go buy luxury apartment buildings right now because I don't want to go chase those really, really high rents. Those are, you know, when those rents went from 3000 to 4000 in Washington, that's a huge jump. And that can come back pretty aggressively. But the affordable stuff, if you're around that median home price and you are staying in that median price range, that stuff doesn't really flex much. And then the other thing that we do is we make sure we get good tenants in and we don't slumlord. Everything gets renovated to a high caliber because our quality of tenant that's coming in is good. They appreciate living in a good spot so they'll actually rent quicker and they don't mind paying more money for a good unit. And so... Everything that we look at right now, we have full stabilization numbers in. We have big budgets because, you know, and that deal has to work with all of this in there or we won't buy it because we want it turnkey. We want low maintenance. And then also with inflation going up, we also don't want this building to bleed us out for two to four years. And so by stabilizing these correctly, you get better tenants. Rents don't fall. Less money out of your pocket. Love the idea of just producing a great product that attracts a great tenant or a great customer. And it's a surefire way to continue to generate the same kind of income that you are expecting or that you underwrite your deal with. Uh, just for reference, James is right. Um, just to provide some data here, back in 2008, housing prices dropped nearly 20% nationally and rents, they stayed pretty flat. Of course, it depends market to market, but just on a national basis, that is pretty dramatic because if people do stop buying as many homes, maybe they need to rent. And just for some further context right now, vacancy, as James is saying, it could start to go up in a recession. It is at its near all time low. Vacancy is extremely, extremely low for the same reasons or one of the same reasons we've seen housing prices go up so much is because there's just not enough homes. Some of what I, basically what I've heard all three of you talking about so far is that we need to adapt, right? You can't just go out and buy anything in this kind of market. You have to be smart. You, that, that's always true. I guess maybe the last two years you could have kind of just shot from the hip and done okay. But we're getting back to the area where we need to be smart and considerate. Henry, what are what's one strategy or one niche within the whole realm of real estate investing that you think makes sense in this type of economic climate? 
Oh man, absolutely. Uh, the the I'm always going to be a big proponent of house hacking, right? Because when you're looking at a tough economic climate, one of the things you want to be able to do is create more income, right? Or reduce expenses and then be able to invest the difference, right? Some sort of hedge against the economic factors um, that are pushing against you right now. And so when you look at something like house hacking, it is fairly low ceiling to get into it, right? You can find a deal that works from a house hacking perspective pretty much on the market in almost any market because you are also going to factor in that you're going to be eliminating a mortgage or reducing it substantially by creating income from that property that you're living in. It's also low barrier to entry as far as cost to get into the property because you can utilize a conventional or an FHA owner occupied loan and get in with 5% down, sometimes even 3.5% down if you can qualify for an FHA, sometimes even less if you can qualify for a VA loan, there's no down payment, right? Or there's uh, assistance programs like NACA, um, Neighborhood Assistance Corporations of America, where you can get into it without having to pay a down payment and they will pay your closing costs. And so there's all these types of programs that you can leverage to get into a multifamily asset, or even if it is a single family home and you rent out rooms, right? There's multiple options. And that's what I like about it is you can take the place that you live, use it to create income and decrease expenses, which gives you this, this surplus, if you will, of of money that you didn't have before, which now you can use to either um, make your ends meet, right, if you're in that position, or set it aside so that you can invest in something that potentially you're not living in. But it's it's one of the easiest ways to do all of the things which I think you need to do when economic constraints are tight, which is save money and figure out a way to make more money. That's awesome. I think, I mean, house hacking is just such a no brainer for people, especially if you're just trying to get started and right. Like rent is so expensive right now. You're probably not saving that much money renting. You know, even if you're, even if you're fearful of the market, you can probably um, reduce uh, the amount you're spending. And we actually mentioned this on the, on the market podcast um, in a recent episode, but I did create a tool. It is a uh, calculator where you can't, don't just look at whether you buy or own, you know, there's plenty of things out there in the media where you can do a buyer or uh, rent calculator, but this is a buy rent or house hack calculator that can show you if and how much money you can actually save. Uh, we will put a link to that in the description below. You can get download that completely for free on bigger pockets. Jamil, what about you? What, what would your one niche or strategy advice be for people who are looking to jump into real estate investing right now? Well, I think if you've got fear of holding a property and worrying about the equity, you know, potentially disappearing, really understanding the fundamentals of wholesale. And I just don't just say that because I'm a wholesaler. I'm saying that because if you are fearful, then trading is the way to go, right? And and I was fearful coming out of the last recession because I got burnt in 2008. I lost millions of dollars. This is my you know second go around. So I learned what not to do last time. And that was collect a ton of leverage and get overextended. I, I'm not in that position, but I can tell you this, that I traded property on the way down 
I traded property at the bottom and I traded property all the way up. And I made money being able to do that. I sustained my life because I was able to understand how to wholesale contracts. So I'm, I'm telling anybody who's out there right now, if you've got fear, if you think, hey, I don't wanna buy a property and hold it right now because I'm worried I might lose 10 or 20% in equity if a correction happens, understand the fundamentals of wholesale, get yourself involved. You can wholesale a transaction, you can wholesale a house with an earnest deposit. And just understanding the values and understanding the fundamentals of, of what a property is worth. Guys like myself, Henry, James, will buy those deals from you, right? And and so you can you can actually make tons of money understanding how to wholesale properly. And I think right now, especially if you have any fear, that's the way to go. That's great advice because it's relatively low risk compared to a lot of other real estate investing uh, strategies. Jamil, you previously on our podcast gave away some underwriting advice um, and a spreadsheet that we were giving away on Bigger Pockets. Now that I'm, I just talked about giving away my calculator, would it be okay if we linked to that in the show notes as well to that people can go download? Absolutely, absolutely. They're called the appraisal rules, guys, and you can follow them to understand how to really hone in on how much a property is worth and what its potential is. Awesome. Well, thank you. You can download that for free. Again, show uh, in the description below. We'll have the link there. All right, James, what about you? What what strategy would you bank on here in 2022? Uh, all of them. It's, <laughs> you know, it, it, at, Do it. at the end of the day, it's a deal's a deal, right? It can be a great wholesale deal. It can be a great flip deal. It can be a ba- great buy and hold. And not all those are the same. And But, you know, the biggest thing that I have had to do in the last 90 days is really establish my buy box. It's by, you know, I I see a lot of people, the people with fear are the ones that go, I don't know what's going to happen and I don't know what I want to do. So the first thing you want to do is narrow down what you want to do. And so for each sector that we work in for wholesaling, we have a buy box. Like, are we going to keep that deal or sell it? That we know what deals we're keeping, what deals we're going to wholesale off. We know if we're looking at a buy and hold, whether it's a two to four unit or 20, 40, 50 units or above, we have our buy box and our process set in play. If it hits this return and we can get this kind of debt, we will buy the deal. And then with fix and flip, it's the same thing. And because, you know, fix and flip, I know I keep hearing that it's very risky. It is. It's always been very risky. It's just been it's been very lucky the last 12 to 24 months. If you flipped a house and you made a lot of money last 24 months, half of it was luck. And, I, you know, and I flipped a lot of homes and I know that I got lucky the last 24 but you can flip in any kind of market. 2008, we were crushing the market flipping. And that market was dropping, like you said, 20% in a year. And we still made margins. So you just have to put the right buy, uh, your, your right plan behind your buy box. Like we don't go and buy a house, design the whole thing before we have architect plans back. We want to know where our window schedule is. We want to know how it's laid out. What's the actual theme of the house? If we went and designed that down the road, we're going to have a disaster. So you don't want to just go buy without really putting together that core fundamental, which is this is what we're doing. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. Shrink my numbers down. And if I still want to flip, I'm just going with bigger margins now. I want 20 to 25% returns. And I want to have 10 to 20% on my construction budgets. And then I'm padded all the way through. And, the, you know, and the more people walk away from flipping, the harder I'm looking at it because that's my biggest opportunity area. And this isn't 
theoretical, right? Like you're actually doing this. You're finding these deals right now. Oh, there's yeah, we've we've gotten I mean, the margins we've seen have been at least 2x what we've been seeing the last 12 months. Uh, I mean, I got a call yesterday from a seller that we actually gave an offer to nine months ago. A builder beat us out. They beat us out by like 50 grand, but they had a very long close and they were supposed to close actually today. They were, um, and the builder just walked away from their earnest money, $40,000, and they're out that deal. And these people have already packed their house up and moved. And they just got notified two days before. So they call us panicked and they say, hey, can you buy this? And then, you know, for us, we're not going, hey, well, how do we get this just for nothing? We're going, okay, well, we have to reevaluate this property. Here's our new margin. We educated them on what's going on in the market and they know, but then we kind of educated a little bit more about the impact of rates and the math behind it. And now they just took an offer that, I mean, we gave them an offer 150 grand less than we gave them nine months ago. And it's in a great neighborhood and they're going to take it. Because it, it's very logical at that point, it, you know. So for us, I, by not getting that deal nine months ago, I just made hundred and fifty thousand dollars more in value. So you know, as things get scarier, margins increase. You know, the last twelve to twenty-four months were not normal. Is the same true for you, Henry? Are you seeing pretty good deal flow? And can you share with our audience? If, I'm assuming you're pretty getting pretty good deal flow, but uh, assuming that you are, where are you finding those deals? Yeah, yeah. And real quick to, to piggyback kind of what on what James and Jamil both said, like the best insulation for risk is to buy great deals, right? And I know that that sounds generic, but in essence, what that means is you have to figure out how to go find people who have motivation to sell and equity. We're buying situations. You heard James just explain a situation that caused him to get a good deal. We're not buying houses. We're buying situations. And so if you can get good at finding those situations, who then that they need James. They don't have another option, right? And so when you create those win-win scenarios by providing people who need to sell with a solution, then you can get good deals. And the better margins you have, the better deal you buy, the more you insulate yourself from problems. So if the market shifts, James can either reduce his asking price and still make a profit. He can potentially put a tenant in there and keep it as a rental, right? When you have the margins of buying a good deal, then you can have multiple exit strategies and multiple exit strategies is what helps you reduce the risk. If he goes over on his on his renovation budget, he's got cushion. It, yeah, it eats up some profit. But if you're st- if you're making 80 grand instead of, you know, 92 grand because you went over 12K, like it's right. You've given yourself some cushion. And so being able to figure out how to find and purchase good deals or put them under contract in Jamil's case is, is how you're going to be able to insulate yourself from the things that most people are scared of when it comes to real estate investing. And so for me, Dave, yeah, we're absolutely still finding good deals. I, I am getting more leads coming to me now than before when I was having to go out and push for leads. So now people are trying to come find me because again, it doesn't matter what the market is doing. That doesn't like if the market's high or the market's low, it doesn't dictate if a person's going to be in a tough situation. People get in tough situations no matter what the market's doing. In fact, there's more 
tough situations when economic conditions are the way they are now. It creates more difficult situations where people are going to struggle to sell. And it also thins the pool, right? It thins the pool of investors and buyers, right? To the ones that are the most serious and the most prepared. And so if you uh, are consistently trying to align yourself with the people who are moving and shaking in the industry, with the people who are getting deals done, then you won't have a problem making money in those environments because whereas, you know, a year or so ago, maybe even six months ago, if you put a house under contract, right, there was a million hands going up to buy that deal. There's less hands going up to buy that deal now. And so the people like Jamil and James and myself who are connected with the people who are ready to jump and do those deals are the ones who are going to make the money. And so you just have to be right now. There's more deal flow coming. Right. Access to money is what's getting a little more difficult. Traditional money, that is. Right. And so if it's always going to be a two pronged uh, approach, right? You're going to have to figure out how to solve your deal flow problem and solve your money flow, flow, flow problem so that you can buy those deals. And so if you can solve both of those problems, I think you'll be able to make money in any market. But man, we're getting great deal flow right now, Dave. Mostly I do direct mail and cold calling. But as of like, I would say the past two weeks, people have been calling me. That's amazing. So for people out there who want to get started, like maybe they listening to this hopefully they're inspired by all of you and your your wise advice Jamil what what advice do you think what would you give people to you know in the next 30 days like if they could they just want to start and take action and and jump in on these opportunities you're describing what is one or two steps that they can take right now to move towards that first deal well direct mail can take some time and and cold calling can obviously take some resources and time but there is nothing that costs less money than going to the mls guys listen to this you can go to the mls right now and look at anything that's been on the market 30 60 90 days and believe me realtors right now are more sensitive to this situation than sellers are you can pick up the phone you can have a conversation with a realtor right now and ask them I see this property isn't selling and the, and the world has changed. Is your seller ready to have a real conversation about where this property is going to trade at? Use that listing agent as your buyer's agent and incentivize them with a double commission and go offer that on that property at a number that's going to make sense for somebody. Come to me and I'll be your buyer. I'll tell you what to lock it up at and make a profit. That's the first step. You can get a deal done right now in a matter of weeks by having that one hack, go go right directly to the MLS, go get some agents, build some rapport with them, have them represent you as well so they're double incentivized to work with you. Bring me the opportunity and go make a check. All right, that is great advice. And I do think, you know, I, James, you told me the other day that you're getting a lot of on-market deals right now. Uh, but do you have any other tips, you know, anything, not just deal flow, anything that you think could help someone achieve that first deal in the next couple of weeks here? Yeah, just the, the first step is define what you think is a good deal. That That is the most fun, important thing. If I don't know what a good deal is, I can't go out and go find it at that point. Uh, but yes, we are getting a ton of properties on the MLS. And honestly, the deals are really good because it is the market is telling them what the what the activity is, you know, when someone lists a property on the market and they get zero showings in the first week, they are concerned, especially after what they saw from 90 days ago. And so the market really tells them where it's at. 
but where we've been getting most of our deal flow is is we're defining what it is and then we are reaching out to we're looking on the mls we we're using call rooms now to get mass coverage you know we uh like this company call magic we just use and because we want to be able to hit more people because the more the, you know, as, as there's more fear out there and people are wanting to make that next decision i want to touch more people and so we're able to hit five times as many more people we ramp that up um so we're doubling down on all of our marketing efforts because this is the as people stop contacting i'm going to increase my contacts and then the other thing is like jamil said is talk to real estate brokers real estate brokers are the best avenues out there they're talking to tons of people they have tons of clients that have been thinking about selling for 12 months and now their clients are having fomo and they're going i missed it and they're rushing to get to the market and they want to rack in whatever equity they still have in that property and so you know reach out to all your your brokers and let people know what you're looking for don't just say i'm out buying deals tell them what kind of deals you're looking for what returns you want to be at set the tone and then start talking to everybody and expanding your marketing network and you will get more opportunities it just seems like what's holding so many people back is just this the fear without any actual action the things that you're talking about just like going and actually calling someone going and running numbers on uh you know on a deal even if you know that's a bad deal just teaching yourself the skill to be able to run the deal know what a good deal looks like these are the actions that you can take for free it doesn't cost anything there is zero risk in doing research and learning whether you can actually find a deal and i think a lot of people think, you know, oh, it's, you know, they come up with these ideas or these scenarios in their head, there's no good deals or it's too risky, but you don't actually know that until you go out there and actually do something and actually look at, uh, look at a deal, talk to a broker. And for everyone watching this right now, there are so many free resources we have on bigger pockets. If you want to find a investor friendly agent, you can do that for free. If you want to download the stuff I was talking about, you could do that for free. You want to learn how to analyze deals. You could do that for free all on bigger pockets. So if you want to start taking action on real estate, if you agree like James, Henry, Jamil, that this is a good time to invest in real estate, definitely head over to biggerpockets.com. It is entirely free. There's a community of more than 2.5 million real estate investors who have found success in real estate through the same thing that these guys are talking about. And you can do it absolutely too. So go check that out. James, Jamil, Henry, thank you all so much for being here. This is a super important conversation. If everyone watching this likes this kind of conversation about what's new, what's happening in the world of real estate investing, you should check out our podcast. We have one. It's called On the Market. You're, there will be a link below. We have our own YouTube channel. You can see all of their beautiful faces regularly there, making some great content for all of you. And so hopefully check that out. Go take some action. Thank you all for being here. We'll see you all again real soon. On the Market is created by me, Dave Meyer, and Kaylin Bennett. Produced by Kaylin Bennett. Editing by Joel Esparza and Onyx Media. Copywriting by Nate Weintraub. And a very special thanks to the entire Bigger Pockets team. The content on the show On the Market are opinions only. All listeners should independently verify data points, opinions, and investment strategies. The housing market is changing, and finding your way right now can be a bit tricky. There are rate shifts, there are confusing headlines, but 
At the end of the day, your goal hasn't changed. You probably still want financial freedom as much as ever. Well, the good thing is that experienced investors know it's not about trying to time the market. It's about the amount of time you have in the market. And if you're ready to get into real estate investing game, you can still do that, or you can take your game to the next level by finding an investor-friendly agent. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in just a few minutes. You head over to biggerpockets.com deals, enter in some details about what you want, where you want to buy, and boom, you instantly get matched with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. This free resource is only available at biggerpockets.com deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com deals. That's biggerpockets.com deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all hosts and participant opinions are their own. Investments in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. BiggerPockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.